Polly and fam, and welcome to Talk Your Polly Off, presented by ilovepolly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Welcome back, Polly and fam. Hola. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bella. Uh, I'm Monsida. And we're coming at you from our new home. Yeah, we're trying out the acoustics in this place. So <laughs> if it sounds weird, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to be a little echoey, even though we've got furniture in here. It's a hardwood floor and there's nothing on the walls and... It's not really soundproofed yet. We don't so. know if there's nothing on the walls. We haven't run a black light across. <laughs> Gross. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're having a good time. We're getting set up, feeling good. Yep. Finally slept the first night in the new home. Yep. Super exciting. I took a bath for the first time in years. Took a bath. Got to get you some bubble bath. I've done nothing but showers for as long as I can remember. So I took a bath today. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It especially helped all of my super sore muscles. Oh, yeah. We'll do the, the Epsom salt. I'm sure we'll get a lot of suggestions from people. I already got a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I finally got to do what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> and I'm still doing it as we record this podcast. <laughs> and what's that? Hang out naked in my house. <laughs> yep. Sitting on the living room couch. Naked. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Feels good, man. (laughs) And we don't have blinds or curtains yet either. No. So he's got cardboard cutouts of like horror characters in the windows. Halloween decorations. Yeah. (laughs) On the inside looking out. It's funny. It kind of freaked out one of the neighbors. He drove by on the cul-de-sac and did a, <laughs> did a quick double take. We've got some elderly folks on our cul-de-sac. And I don't think he was quite expecting creepy people to be in the windows. It's a good thing there's no creepy people here. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good time. I'm going to go hang with my family a little bit. My nephew and my brother are in town. So that'll be nice. I'm excited for that. That's cool. Yeah, I think we're just resting. Most oh, of the yeah, day. I'm resting. Yeah, my knees been all the work. Good and, and swollen. I may have drank a lot last night. <laughs> there may have been a midnight Walmart run. <laughs> I, I, I remember most of it, I yeah. think. Kind of. I was so annoyed. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken me out to Walmart at midnight. We really needed rings to put the shower oh, curtains that's right. on. That's what we went for. We had to get rings for the shower curtains so we could take showers here. And it was like, oh, you know, I guess it's Walmart. And you're like, can you drive? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. So we go to Walmart and it turns into this whole extravaganza. And it turned into like, you just really wanted to take care of me. And well, of course, I, I want know, to take care of you. But instead of just the 94 cent cheap rings to put them up, you were like, let's get you Minnie and Mickey and look at these pretty ones over here. That's how I ended up with the leaves. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, and you have to have the matching shower curtain with the little hooks, with the trash can, with the soap dispenser, with the whole thing. And yeah. it was so cute. But I was like, it's fucking midnight. I just wanted 99 cent rings to go home. <laughs> So it was so cute. No, if we're going to set your bathroom up, we're going to do it right. I know. And then we need some magic erasers because we got fingerprints all over white walls. How about just a cleaning cloth? I like magic erasers. Have you ever I don't used know what them? You're talking about. <gasps> it's got Mr. Clean on. I think it's Mr. Clean on the front. Oh my God, they are. Are we going to talk about cleaning supplies? No, they just they make my podcast. heart so happy. I love magic erasers. <laughs> I don't even know. Is this if a... people have used them, they will understand. Okay. They're expensive and you don't get them all the time. But it's like a 
once our dirty hands are done touching the white walls kind of a thing. Oh my god, they're amazing. I love magic erasers. <laughs> Welcome to Clean Your Poly Off. <laughs> the podcast where we talk about using a variety of cleaning supplies. And we got a dishwasher. <laughs> our last house didn't have a working dishwasher. It does have a working dishwasher. I don't think the dishwashers work at all in general anyway. Okay. <laughs> We can argue on the podcast. So it's, it's fine. It was good. They want to know us. They can know us. No, he doesn't like dishwashers because they just like... Push. Why are you stating my case? Why don't you state your case? <laughs> dishwashers aren't washers. They're dish wetters. <laughs> Maybe rinsers. You're not going to get the machine to get up there and scrub those dishes. Well, you don't let food like stick to the dish when you're done eating. You okay. rinse your plate off so there's not food stuck to it. So when you're done eating, <laughs> you pre-wash your plate <laughs> to put it in a machine that sprays water on it and then dries. <laughs> Who's actually doing the washing here? You are when you're getting all of the leftovers off the plate. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. There's no garbage disposal here, so you can't even get those leftovers off the plate. <laughs> it's called a drain trap. Yeah. <laughs> you scrape it into the trash, rinse your plate, empty the drain trap. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about boundaries. <laughs> Let's do that. I have boundary issues with spiders. I have boundary issues with dishwashers. Ooh, and mice. Okay, apparently there's spiders and mice. Yeah, it's a thing. It's fine. It's all good. They just want to be friends. I thought we were going to discuss boundaries. We are, totally. Can we do that now? Yeah, let's do the thing. How (laughs) do boundaries affect relationships? Well... What is a boundary? Personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for others to behave toward them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. So, in other words, this is me saying, this is behavior or verbiage I will accept towards me. And if it doesn't sound like what I will accept, I will remove myself. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's what you've just established, right? Yeah. You're willing to... Uh, you're not willing to be spoken to in this manner. And if it does, you're going to remove yourself from the situation. Right. So that's setting your boundaries. Okay. And how you handle them. And that's like saying, you know, if this is said to me, I will leave the room. Or if this is said to me, I am no longer hanging out here, or whatever it is, your action. Right. Maybe you're willing to, you know, do whatever, but if someone brings up something that you are not comfortable with, like say, if I really didn't like Superman, (laughs) and you keep wearing that Superman shirt... (laughs) I'm going to have to change the dynamic of our uh, connection. Right. Interactions. Right. And I need to tell you what I'm not willing to deal with. So I think that's, I mean, that's a good point to make. Like, in relationships, especially new relationships, Uh people, you can't assume people are going to know what your boundaries are. You can't. Well, you can assume, and most people do (laughs) assume. It's just not going to go well. But no, it's not going to go well. Right. There needs to be that conversation with Mm -hmm. a new partner about, like, this is who I am and what I believe, and these are my boundaries. This is what I will and won't accept. Can you work with that? So, early in our relationship, Mm -hmm. do you remember any of our boundary discussions? Oh, it feels like so long ago. Uh, Not off the top of my head. I do. I remember that you had 
we were talking about something or doing something, and it brought up a memory for you. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I guess, a collection of memories from a bad ex mm-hmm. who did not treat you well. Right. And you quickly explained what he did, what you didn't feel comfortable doing, and the fact that you're not willing to tolerate those things any longer because of your acceptance that it's okay to have these boundaries. Right. Well, I mean, I think we, I think I remember having some discussions around uh, even the smallest things like music and holidays and this is what I enjoy and don't enjoy and it was like okay cool like I'm down with what you like but know that like you're you're not going to shut down my likes and wants and needs either right like um, you're a big Halloween guy like cool I love Halloween I'm not as into like the the horror, gory kind of thing. I do like a good scary movie. But my boundaries around that are I really need to not watch it right before bed. Uh, I really need to maybe have some friends on TV afterwards. And then I'm totally down to partake. Right. And just because we celebrate big for Halloween, I also love Christmas. And so you've done a little give and take with Christmas stuff too where we put up a tree and we put up lights and that kind of a thing. Which kind of shows that in addition to boundaries, there's also the ability or willingness to compromise. Right. Like if the boundary's not a hard limit, if it's a soft limit, then as long as it's approached with care and understanding, then that boundary line can change a little bit. So I guess in a way, what we've been talking about here is a little bit of a three-part action here. You have a preference, you have a boundary, and you have compromise. Okay. So far in this discussion. A preference is just, I like Christmas. Mm-hmm. A boundary is, I like Christmas, and I'm going to be able to celebrate it. Otherwise, I don't need to be around you. Correct, yep. And then the compromise is... I'm not a fan of Christmas, but I'm willing to do some celebrations with you because it's more about the togetherness than it is about the holiday. Right. Yeah, I think that was a really good way of kind of recapping how that boundary discussion works. And of course, you're not going to compromise on a boundary if it's not a safe environment. Right, like if your boundary is, you know, nobody touches me without permission, and then someone gets handsy, that's not like, oh, well, this time it's okay. You know, like that's not a compromising thing. That's a hard boundary where you're like, nope, this isn't going to happen. If this happens, I punch you in the face and call the cops. Or, you know, you figure out what your reaction is to it. Right, right. So some boundaries, there is no compromise. And that's when the the discussion between soft limits and hard limits comes in. Yeah. So a soft limit is, I'm not a big fan of Christmas, but I'm willing to do a couple of things. A hard limit, don't fucking touch me. (laughs) Easy. Done. And the compromise part can't happen without the discussion. You and I discussing our holiday preferences. Mm Mm-hmm. I told you in the beginning, if I never had to celebrate Christmas again, I'd be totally happy with that. I don't like it. Don't take me to stores just to look at this shit. Like, all of that. (laughs) Over the time that we've been together, because it's not a safety issue or it's not, you know, it's not that big a deal in my life, I'm willing to compromise. Yeah. I have gone into stores to look at Christmas crap with you. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas Wait a crime. minute. Who set up my Superman and Batman penny bags? I actually did. Because they're kissing. I know. I f- and Wonder Woman is standing <laughs> behind Superman with a really unhappy look. Like, she's like, <laughs> why are you kissing my man, Batman? 
I set them up there, but I didn't set them up like that intentionally. I pulled them out of the truck and just put them up top. And that's how they were in my arms. Uh. And then when I put them up and I saw them, I was like, well, they can either be kissing or they're going toe to toe over Wonder Woman. No, I think they're kissing. (laughs) From this angle, their faces are smushed together. Yeah. Maybe it's like a chest bump. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. All right. So. Didn't mean for that. (laughs) So people in polyamory, right? Yeah. A lot of the times people have an existing relationship. Mm -hmm. And maybe they've got boundaries that were set up and negotiated 20 years ago. And things have been fine. And they haven't had a discussion on boundaries in a long time. How do they start that discussion with a possible new partner when they're out of practice? They don't know how to have that discussion. How do we, how do you open that door? Well, that's where a lot of the the personal work comes in, right? So let me make sure that I understand the question. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do the metaphor business. Say you and I have been together 20 years. Mm -hmm. This new person comes into your life. Sure. My life. Our life. Which one? We'll say it comes into your life. Okay. So... We've been together 20 years. A new person comes into my life. I want to start dating with this person. Yeah. Having a relationship. And now I need to figure out how to have the boundaries discussions. Yeah. And do you know at that point what your boundaries are? Because you've been so set in your existing relationship. Well, and that's the thing I think is difficult. So when you're in a new relationship with somebody... It's easy to have a boundaries discussion. And it almost seems like a quick, natural way to get into what you will do, what you won't do. But when you've been with someone for a while, like you and I are coming up on three years. Mm -hmm. Just barely three years, right? Little baby three. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lifetime in three years. I know. Yeah, touch my hand. Yeah. It's my boundary. (laughs) You must touch me when we get mushy. Yeah. (laughs) Or else what? I don't know. <laughs> well, now it's just a preference. Now you get an evil eye. Oh, that's scary. Well, no. <laughs> it's just my eye, man. So, with a new relationship. Like, I was eager to find out things about you when we started dating. I was always asking you stupid questions. I always. love questions. Questions are the best part. Right. It's exciting. It's exploring new territory, basically, mm-hmm. right? When you are with someone for 20 years or 10 years, you've developed routine. You've developed a comfort level. You've developed unspoken body language. And you don't quite realize what your boundaries are or are not because this person you've been with for a decade, two decades, Mm -hmm. three decades, they already know enough about you to know what you will and won't deal with. Yeah. And so you become comfortable or used to your life operating this way. So coming back around to a new relationship, sometimes you're learning your own boundaries all over again. I was just going to say that it's very self-reflective. Like you really need to look inside and be like, okay, well, who am I and what am I okay with or not okay with? And even as small as, you know, touch and cuddles and stuff like there was a like a picture gram meme thing going around on Facebook. Okay. Where you could color in parts of the body for what level of touch, right? Oh, okay. So like you color in like the private part area is red if that's a no-go. Don't fucking touch it. Or you color it in whatever an orange if it's a just ask first. Or green is like, yeah, like you can touch my hands, you can touch my shoulders, oh, things fine like that. that. I think I posted it in our in our secret group. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and then I'll add it to the show. Yeah, notes. the one the one suggestion for it too. It was only a front view. There wasn't a back view, so like the butt, it wasn't seen kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So that might be an edit for it. But it was kind of interesting, and yeah. you just screenshot it and then you can color it in and like share it and be like, this is kind of my physical boundaries with strangers. And then there's like a color for like. What if it's a partner? What is okay and isn't okay? Like, it was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, well, and then for that picture, all you got to do is, if it's got, like, a body 
outline mm-hmm. that you can color. Yeah. Just draw a little butt crack, and now you've got a back picture. <laughs> there you go. Done. <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting when you approach a new relationship and how your boundaries vary between people as well. Mm. You know, your comfort level with partner A might be a little different than your comfort level with partner B, yeah. just based on energy and trust and stuff. Or even just the way that you operate. Yeah. I mean, I've got friends who I'm still more comfortable at the handshake stage. Yeah. Maybe I've known these three people the exact amount of time, same amount of time. I think it's it's important to realize that you're we're talking about boundaries. I'm talking about what I'm willing to deal with, what I'm not willing to deal mm-hmm. with. The other side of that coin, which is, I guess, an implied thing, is... Okay, I've established what I'm willing to deal with, what I'm not willing to deal with. But you also have your own set rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. So when I'm dealing with a friend, as an example, I may not have a hug boundary, right? I, I like hugging. It's cool. I may know that a person seems like they're not a hugger. Mm-hmm. They often have their arms folded in front of them. Maybe they don't like standing too close to people. That's kind of an unspoken boundary, right? If I'm seeing that and I'm acknowledging that, I'm not going to try to hug that person. Right. I'll do the handshake if that's what they feel comfortable with. Or, you know, always just ask. As I say, I've gotten in that habit when we're, when we're hosting events and stuff and we start meeting people that we don't know on the regular. I'm a hugger as well. Which is funny because I don't typically like people in my bubble, uh-huh. but a hug is fine. So I'll usually open my arms up and say, are you a hugger? And I wait for them to say yes, and then I go in. Otherwise, I've had a couple times where like, no, I'm really not. And I'll put my hand out, and sometimes I shake it, and sometimes I don't. Uh, so it's it's been an interesting um, learning experience with with the hugs and the physical space. Right, and, it, and it's good to know, like... It's good to be aware that other people you interact with have boundaries. Right. And if you're not sure what those boundaries are, it's always awesome to ask. People appreciate it. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that starts a good solid connection is Mm -hmm. recognizing the boundaries and working with them or, you know, through them. Yeah. The other thing that we see come up often in mm-hmm. poly circles is the discussion specifically with new couples, typically, that are coming into um, exploring ethical non-monogamy in general, is they like to set rules, right? And that always fire sets off fires in online forums. Yeah. You know, there's a rule in the couple... That there's no kissing or, you know, you can't go on a date unless the other approves it or whatever. They set up rules. And so the biggest difference between a boundary and a rule, the boundary is how you are going to react based on what's been done or said to you and around you. So it's about your action or reaction to what's going on. A rule is telling someone what they can and cannot do. So instead of worrying about yourself and what's okay in your space and your world, you then push that out on someone else and dictate what's okay for their world. Yeah, you're basically projecting Mm -hmm. and or imposing your personal boundaries into someone else's life. Right. And that's really frowned upon, and there's lots of rules that couples start out with. Well, and it's hard. I mean, like, I understand from the point of view of the couples, right? There, these two people feel absolutely safe with each other, Mm -hmm. feel adventurous enough to want to branch out and try to explore and learn. They feel safe with each other. Yeah. In a whole big world, these people might have been together 10 years, mm-hmm. 15, 20, 30 years, and they've got their best friend. They've got the person they know they've got their back. And so when they try to explore, sure, they think that they're 
protecting each other or looking out for each other, and in a lot of ways they are. But when the rules become rules is generally because insecurity has reared its ugly head. Right. They, it's the like they, fear. they don't have the personal development side down mm-hmm. to do all that internal reflecting. Because really, once you settle into a relationship, a lot of that in typical monogamous culture tends to stop. You focus so much on life as a couple and a family and you, the personal individual side fades away. So what we, what we really like to promote, you know, in any of your relationships is keeping that, that autonomy, that individuality work on yourself because the better you are as a person, the better the couple is, the better yeah. the triad is, whatever dynamic you have. Well, and it's difficult to do because codependency becomes a very big deal. Yeah. You know, even even you and I together. <laughs> there there are some aspects of codependency because we are depending on each other for things. Right. And I don't think and codependency is not bad. bad. <laughs> oh, that was almost like a jinx moment. It can get to a point where it becomes bad. Yeah. It can become extreme. But as long as you're mindful with how you operate together, be aware of your boundaries, be aware of what you're comfortable with. So do you think it would be possible to enjoy a healthy relationship without the existence of personal boundaries? Yes. I think anything is possible. However, I think it's asking for... A lot of fights and a lot of disagreements and arguments if there is no discussion on boundaries so there are no personal boundaries so to speak when a partner or potential partner does cross a line that becomes uncomfortable all of a sudden it turns into a how could you do this to me why did you do this how could you say that assuming they knew that it wasn't okay so boundaries probably there whether they're spoken about or not yeah i think well everyone it's a comfort level i think in things okay um even if it's not a discussion of this is okay for me it still exists so even if i'm like oh a boundary for me is we don't talk about my weight i don't want to talk about my weight it's something i handle myself right if that's a thing well, maybe we've never discussed it. We, you have no idea, and you're coming in as a helpful partner in a, you know, hey, how's that weight loss journey going? How can I help you and be supportive? You have no idea that I don't want to talk about it. You're trying to be supportive, and now I'm pissed off that you're talking about it. I see. Okay. So I think boundaries can be there, but without a discussion, you're asking for trouble. So we talked about having boundaries quite a bit. Mm-hmm. We talked about, we've given examples, we've done all of that stuff. So what we need to maybe have this discussion is how to set personal boundaries. Yeah. And what does that look like? And what is it that you're trying to achieve with your personal boundaries? Some people will set boundaries for safety, uh, especially in an intimate or sexual environment. Mm-hmm. You know, everything where consent is required. That's boundary stuff. Yeah. What are some other things that you would set a boundary for? Topics of discussion. Like I said, if someone doesn't want to talk about weight or maybe they don't want to talk about something else in their history, in their past. Consent stuff. Topics of discussion. I think even people in your circle. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's I don't feel safe around this person or whatever it is. So social boundaries. Social boundaries. Um, if I know someone is, I don't like the word toxic, but if somebody is going to an event that I don't want to be around for my own personal reasons, I might not go to the event. I might avoid it just because I don't want the hassle of dealing with these people. Right. So social boundaries, I think, is a good way of putting it. I think even um, in relationships, a lot of a lot of socializing in general, whether it's friendships, family, romantic relationships, whatever, how, however you define it, we do a lot of hanging out around food. Yeah. So that's still, I think, part of social stuff. But, you know, if let's say it's October right now, maybe someone's doing sober October 
and they don't want to hang around people who are drinking right now. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I'm doing Weight Watchers, and it's not so easy to hang out with everybody eating nachos when all I want are nachos. I might choose not to hang with them. Oh, or, bring, or bring my own food or set up whatever my reaction is going to be to that action. So I probably won't see you much because I'm one of the unhealthiest eaters. Oh, I know. <laughs> Except later today we're going to do nachos. Oh, cool. Remember we got cheese dip. Oh, that's right. Yes. Super excited. excited. Okay, so then when we're, when we're setting up our personal boundaries... We know what we will or will not deal with. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to understand that to change it from a preference to a boundary, we need to establish the pin, right? Mm -hmm. So if this happens, then I do this. Correct, yes. And and it's, it's a personal boundary. So if I have a boundary that... Bella, you can't open those D&D books right there. <laughs> if I do, what are you going to do? Well, okay, wait. Let me rephrase that. So if my boundary is I don't want my D&D books touched, mm-hmm. then my then response would have to be if they are, then this needs to happen, right? Like... I need to ask that person to leave my home or something. However, if I'm imposing a rule instead of creating a personal boundary, my rule would be, Bella, you cannot touch those books. Right. And then if you do, you, you know, I, you, could, you could touch them. You could touch them all you want. That's your choice. Right. I just need to know what I'm going to do. If you touch them. Right. And that's a pretty big deal to understand. Is that we're not trying to impose our will on others. When we're setting our personal boundaries. We are saying what we are or are not okay with. And then what will happen if if that gets triggered. Right. We're dictating our own response or our own actions to that boundary being broken. Mm -hmm. So we're not telling someone what else to what they're going to do. We're saying, anything's possible. If you do that, this is how I'm going to react. Right. So if we're setting up our boundaries, we're turning our preference into a boundary by saying, I'm not comfortable with having my D&D books over there touched. Mm -hmm. The creating a boundary out of it is saying, if they are touched, then I will have to ask that person to leave my home. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's on them if they're going to do that. Right. But they cross the boundary and... You stick to your reaction to it because this is what this is what the your boundary response, line. Your yeah. response, yeah. So here we are, though, talking about my D and D books. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And we could talk about the compromise aspect. Like maybe or... if I if I just need to touch this one book, maybe people ask. Maybe I have to ask before, and that's the compromise. Right. I mean, like, if you come into this house, and, you know, obviously you're not dating me, you're you're new to this house, you see the books, you're obviously not just going to start rifling through the books. <laughs> Pulling them all off the shelf. <laughs> right. But if you do, then that's going to hit my thing. But it's it's a good point that you're having is the compromise. And that's where it becomes a soft and a hard limit. So it's really a soft limit. Like the reason why I wouldn't want someone messing with my books too much is because a lot of people don't care about books as an item to be treasured. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to flip that thing open and they're going to press down on the pages to flatten it out. And they're going to bend up the spine and they're going to you know, break the binding and and then my book's going to be useless and I'll have to throw it away and I'll have to buy another one. And if anyone actually plays role-playing games, <laughs> these books ain't cheap and you know it. <laughs> so, a compromise, you would say, oh, but I really, could I just look through this one? I'm looking for a thing. Right. And that's where I have to determine how hard this limit is for me. Is it if you touch my books ever, I'm going to volcanically explode? (laughs) 
Or is it, well, as long as you understand how to handle my books. Right. Then we could have that discussion. Hey, do you mind if I look through your book for this? Okay, well, before you do. Just know. Just let's have this discussion. This is how I want it treated. This is how I don't want it treated. And then that brings up all whole new list of boundaries. Right. You know. But that's where a discussion would go, like on a date. Yeah. And that's how you get to learn people's boundaries. You you are respectful enough to ask about things mm -hmm. and to learn about people and always be open to question, always be open to answer, always have great communication. Yeah. So I asked earlier, how do we establish or set our boundaries? Mm-hmm. And we've done a little bit of rambling, some of which the listeners probably will never hear, because <laughs> I'll get rid of some of it. But basically what it comes down to is that you know that you have a right to personal boundaries. That's the very first mm -hmm. thing. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself, and care about yourself enough to where... You're okay with setting boundaries because you're taking care of you. Right. Stuff feels okay or doesn't feel okay. And you better pay attention to that so you know. And then the next thing would be to identify the actions and behaviors that you find unacceptable. Right? Whatever it is that crosses the line. Or uh, if you are feeling disrespected or something, you know. Figure out what that is. And become, like, be okay with knowing that you don't have to compromise in certain areas of your life to accommodate other people and then fully communicate. So thinking about you and I, mm -hmm. do you have a boundary that you still would rather I didn't cross? I don't like my sweaty butt touch when I'm moving. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> established that with our communication this weekend. I don't think that was communication. <laughs> I think there was an understanding of, oh, I'm always allowed to touch her butt. And then there was, oh, I'm touching her butt and she's yelling at me right now and I don't know why. <laughs> well, I know why. It's because I goosed you. <laughs> and it was sweaty. That's okay. And gross. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and it scared me. Um, let's see, boundaries between us. I think we discussed and set up where I'm not the kind of person that needs to know everything that's being said in your conversations with potential partners. I do like to know when you're talking to someone new. So we talk about that in our um, kitchen table talk, our KTT discussions, where we kind of recap the week and it's like, okay, have you... Have you connected with anyone new? Are you talking to anybody interesting that maybe you want to go on a date with someday? We we have those discussions, and I think that boundary was kind of set up that I like to be in the know that there is a potential connection. Okay. What about boundary? a boundary for you? A boundary for me. With me. Like, I can only think of, like, one or two, but I'm not going to say them on the podcast. Is that the bathroom? The one I thought of for you was, we don't talk about bathroom stuff. Oh, the one you always break. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah. I know that every human on the planet <laughs> shits. Poops. We all poop. I know that every body does body function stuff. I don't like hearing about it from my partner. <laughs> And that's kind of a boundary for me. Like, I don't want you describing the peanuts in your <laughs> crap. I don't gross. want you telling me how you sprayed the oh, side of no, the bowl. Oh, this took like, a turn. You wanted to, you uh, brought it up. <laughs> hey, I said bathroom stuff, not specifics like peanuts and spray. Well, you've never said those no, things. No, that's gross. But, I mean, I wanted to make it as graphic as possible uh. so that our listeners could really visualize 
what we're discussing today. Oh, no. I don't like talking about the bathroom stuff. Like, that's that's still a very personal thing and should stay personal. <laughs> unless, personal time. Unless your kink is that stuff and right. you find someone who will consensually engage in that kink with you. <laughs> but don't talk to me about it. And that's kind of a boundary I have. Yeah, and so there... And been... you break it all the time. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there have been times where Bella has tummy issues, and I might say something, and you'll get up and leave. <laughs> you won't have the conversation with me, because you're... Because no. you don't say, oh, I'm having tummy issues. <laughs> you also can get graphic when you describe things. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not like you. And I don't want to hear it. <laughs> You're welcome. So I know, like I said, everybody functions the same way, essentially. You know, unless there's a medical anomaly. Yeah. So I know that my partner has to poop something <laughs> in their life. But I don't want to visualize that. Right. And I don't want to think about that. I get it. You know, that's probably the least attractive point in a person's life is when they're... <laughs> doing the thing. You know, doing the thing. <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah. And so I don't want to... I don't want to visualize you mid-push. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't just say doing the thing. <laughs> Gotta add to it. <laughs> so Just like I don't want you... To visualize me mid-push. <laughs> Boundaries can be big and small. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, no. I was sitting naked on the couch. Maybe I should Oh, yeah. It. Don't do that. Oh, no. But like we said earlier, they can be big, important things like consent yeah. violations down to the doing the thing in the bathroom. Like, boundaries are all around us all the time. We just have to do that self-reflection Look internal, internally, mm -hmm. and figure out what we think is okay and not okay for us individually in our lives. Right. And the reason I asked you if you had any boundaries with me left is there's an aspect of boundaries which I think should be addressed, and that's the boundary is going to decrease, mm. or the amount of boundaries, or you know, basically, you're letting your walls down to let people in. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be those hard boundaries that you should never, you should never get rid of, yeah. in my eyes. But there are certain things. Like, if you and I first met and I wasn't a hugger, obviously, after three years, we'll have hugged. Right. Right? So, as time goes on, and the trust levels raise with partners, mm -hmm. some of those boundaries may change. Or slide off. Yeah, like my touch. Like my people being in my bubble. Yeah. Like I'm okay hugging, but in general, I don't want to cuddle people I don't know. And I don't like people in my bubble much. But yeah. of course, you're in my bubble all the time. Yes. I like having you in my bubble. Okay, why we even chose boundaries mm -hmm. is because we did that one podcast mm -hmm. where we talked about the things that we need to work on and the things that we feel like we're doing And this good. is one that we're good. Or one that I think I said I was good at. Setting my boundaries. Okay. So if that's the case, mm -hmm. what makes you good at setting your boundaries? Hmm. What makes me good at it? I mean, like, this is, this is one of those... One of those items on your list. In our series. In the series mm -hmm. that says... This is a personal development tool that I've gotten pretty good at. Thank you. Yes. That was good. I'm beat physically. Exhausted. I drank way too much last night. <laughs> so I'm beat emotionally and mentally. Words am hard. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. Thank you for that catch. So I think, I think I've gotten pretty good at my boundaries for a few reasons. Um, I think having some abusive relationships in my past mm -hmm. really laid out the groundwork for well now I know what I don't want kind of a thing right different behaviors from partners or places where I let I lost myself and I let myself go in things stuff like that where I'm like all right well I know that 
this is a hard limit for me. I need this as a boundary or this is all right, but I'd rather not start there or things like that. Could you explain what you mean by you let yourself go and I lost myself? Lost yourself. So oftentimes when people get in relationships, it's like, oh, I here we'll just go back to the holidays. I love Christmas. Halloween's okay, but I'm with a partner who loves Halloween, so I'm going to push mine to the side and go full bore into Halloween. Okay. So I lose myself and my likes and my wants and my desires because I'm so excited about this new relationship and this NRE lovey-dovey feeling. I want to make my partner happy, so I'm going to be all, all of them, and I lose my part. Okay, thank you. So over time, and as I've grown up into adulthood, I've learned little things. Like one of my boundaries is I need my alone time. I need I need some alone time. I don't want to be with you 24-7, seven days a week because I have hobbies that I want to do on my own and I have friends that I want to see and I just want to be by myself to do nothing. Gotcha. So even that's a boundary. And that's because I learned not to take my alone time for granted. Right. Okay. So if you were going to suggest ways for other people to improve this skill? Mm-hmm. How would you how would you offer suggestion? I'm big on journaling in general. I like to write things down and when I'm reflecting uh, internally, I have to write it down. I have a terrible memory, so I'll forget everything I just thought about. So I mean I would literally sit down with a pad of paper and a pencil and figure out what you need. Okay, there's wants and there's needs. What do you need? Um, I know that I need me time, alone time to do whatever. So write down what your wants and needs are. And then from there, what are you willing to wiggle on and what doesn't have wiggle room? And then you, you can literally state it out in a sentence. Um, in a boundary format, that sentence could look like, I need alone time. If and when this doesn't happen, this is what I will do. You know, if I go for a week without a day with some alone time, I will get cranky. Therefore, I will require more alone time or whatever you need to. I, I would suggest journaling it out, figuring out your wants and needs and then write it out. If this happens, then I do this. Hmm. Okay. And it's funny because I think I could be wrong. And if I am, I'm sure someone will tell me. But <laughs> I think that boundaries is one of the things that you felt that you were good at. Yeah. And I think it was on my list of things that I needed to improve. Mm. And part of that comes from the fact that, like we talked about earlier in the episode... When you're with somebody for so long, it all just becomes unspoken. Right. And that's what happened to me. I I was with one person. I mean, I've had partners through that. But I had one person that knew me inside and out. Probably knew me better than I know myself at times. Yeah. So I didn't need to explain to this other person that these are my boundaries or these are my issues and so what I feel like I need to work on it is I need to remember that not everyone knows me as well as she did yeah and that a new person coming into my life is going to need some information and when I was younger I had a ton of boundaries Uh I, I was I was, because of the way that I was raised and watching my mom and dad, you know, he, he would, he was abusive. Mm-hmm. And I swore I'd never be like that. And I didn't, I didn't want to be treated like my mom was treated either. So I had a lot of personal boundaries, but I also had a lot of insecurities at 18 and a lot of hang-ups that took a while to get over. 
I would say that now I have far less boundaries, but I do have some different boundaries yeah. that I didn't have then also. So your life is going to change and your boundaries are going to change. What's important to you now might not have been important to you 20 years ago. Right. Or it might not be important to you in 20 years. And I kind of sidetracked there, but basically... I'm learning how to communicate my personal boundaries with somebody in a way that I've never had to deal with before, yeah. really. At least not for 20 years or more. And, and it's pretty tough to do, actually, to learn how to have these talks and, and try to listen to what other people's boundaries are. Ask them what their boundaries are, you know, because like I'm blunt and so mm -hmm. it'll sound kind of weird. Like, so <laughs> where are you all right being touched? Like, <laughs> how do you ask these types of things? Yeah. Right? Like, that's one of the things that I need to work on that I don't know how because I'm going to put it blunt and I'm going to sound like a weirdo. Well, and you so think how would you, you sound that? like a weirdo, but the blunt, open and honest is the way to go. So just like when we were giving advice recently to a friend about Polly and... And he's new to it. New to it, inexperienced, unsure. And he's got a girlfriend that purchased a gift for both of them. And he didn't know her intentions behind the gift. And so he was like, man, I don't know. She could have meant this. She could have meant that. Do I ask? Do you know what do I do with this? My advice is always to be blunt, ask it, communicate, and be like, I don't want to make an assumption here. So is this what you meant, or tell me what you meant by it? Right, and that's where I've gotten good at that part. Yeah, but, but even with the boundaries, you know, when we were first dating, uh -huh. one of our first conversations, what are your kinks? What are you into and not into? Yeah, but you open that. Yeah, but, but that's the kind of conversations. Like, you have to be blunt about things. And, you know, how do you feel about touch? You know, K-Fog and I had that conversation because it was important. You know, how, what level of touch is okay for you? And I think people appreciate that. Just like we talk about how we're not fake on dates. Like, we don't put up a front. We don't pretend to be someone else because you want to know if they like you for you. Same with those conversations. Why dance around the bush? Why not just be open and honest about it? And they'll appreciate that. And if they don't, then maybe they're not a person for you. Well, I think one of my concerns where I struggle, mm -hmm. right, is... Because, I mean, when I think it, I want to say it. My, you know, there, that metaphorical filter <laughs> doesn't often happen here. Yeah. But I also have some social skills, and I know that sometimes you can't just blurt shit out randomly. Right. You got to get to know a person better, right? So I don't know, like... When is a good length of time? I don't know how to approach a certain subject. Oftentimes where I'm struggling with this part, I, I guess talked about this being something that I struggle with or that I need to work on. When I'm working on this part, I don't know when to bring up boundary discussions or I don't know, you know, I just, I don't want to be invasive to a person. I don't want to, impose and I don't want to you know I almost at times feel like just asking about boundary stuff is a potential breaking of a boundary and so oftentimes I just kind of wait err on the side of caution try not to impose on any potential boundaries and let them open that discussion because I don't get offended by damn near anything. Right. I don't get upset by most things. So if someone wants to ask me something, go ahead. You well, know, but I know that not everyone is like that. I think that's a conversation in itself. When you're first talking to somebody, you know, hey, I'm just putting it out there. I'm really not easily offended. So please feel free to ask me anything. And they'll usually respond the same. 
Okay. So what about changing your boundaries? Have, have you felt like, like I mentioned that some of my boundaries have changed over mm-hmm. time. Have you felt like that's been a case for you as well? Yeah, I think they always change. I mean, again, the physical stuff might not, the hard consent things might not change. But I think some things like are absolutely, they grow with you as you're growing as a person. Right. You know, something that bothered you yesterday might not bother you today. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's another aspect of having boundaries and not knowing how to talk about them is sometimes you don't realize that it is a boundary. You don't yeah. realize that this is an issue that you're not willing or ready to deal with until it happens. Like I could ask you, what are your boundaries? And you could list, uh, I, I, I won't be around cats or <laughs> maple trees or the color brown. Right. But then we're hanging out and we're doing something and suddenly you see, I I pick you a flower and you lose your mind over daisies because it triggers you in some way. Yeah. And that's not one we talked about. So it's, I guess that's where the journaling comes in, right? You you really have to get to know yourself. Well, and some people won't even know that that's a thing until it happens. Right. So you have to be flexible with each other too and be like, oh shit, like, this is a thing I didn't know was a thing, and I didn't mean to make it a thing, and you talk to each other. Right. So, like, if, if you suddenly had one, we've been together for years now, and, and now suddenly you have this issue that you can't handle. Yeah. It wouldn't be fair of me to be like, look, we've been together a long time. That hasn't been an issue before. Suck it up. Deal with it. Right. Right. That's not fair. It's not fair to you, and it's not good of me. No. So... It is important to work with each other. You can compromise on soft limit boundaries, but you also need to be able to compromise on the chance that new boundaries come up and compromise what your relationship looks like and how you guys are going to operate or navigate through that together after after this new thing. Absolutely. I think boundaries are one of those things that are always changing. Just like communication and your communication style, boundaries are always growing and changing, updating, like they're fluid. Okay. Even those hard limit ones, they might be a hard limit today, but like I said, maybe tomorrow they're not. So even though they're a solid, hard, stable line now, um, it's something that can always be revisited. Yeah. You know, maybe not not crossed and like, oh, I'm going to see if I can push this boundary, but let's talk about this boundary down the line because I think I might be more soft on it. Right. You know? And that comes with the comfort and the trust. Yeah. And working with other people's boundaries is, again, super important. It's good to know that you have your own, but it's also good to remember that the people you engage with also have theirs. Right. And... If you want your boundaries respected, it's important to remember to respect others. And that's how we're all going to get along better, in my opinion, is I'm not a Christian. But one of the things basically said in that book is to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to be treated like shit, I shouldn't treat people like shit. Right. That's just a good moral guideline. That's, I don't, it doesn't have to be a religious thing at all. That's the way that it should be handled. If I don't want my boundaries crossed, then I should try to make sure I'm not trying to cross other people's boundaries. Yeah. And that's why for me, like, I'm not going to impose onto other people because I don't want to be imposed upon. Well, I think that's a good door opener for that conversation that you're looking to have you know instead of being like these are my boundaries don't fuck with them you know I think it's easier if you ask about someone else and I know you were saying that's hard too but I think that's easier than stating it like these are mine high and mighty you know yeah if you come at someone and you're like well let's talk I I really want to respect your boundaries like can we have a conversation around what those are 
you have that conversation, most of the time that person's going to turn around and be like, well, what are yours? Mm-hmm. And that, that naturally opens that conversation. Okay, so I'm going to test this. Okay. I'm going to find some people to go on some dates. <laughs> and I'm going to ask some boundaries questions. Do we have any listeners who would like to take Monsuda <laughs> out and have a boundary discussion? <laughs> It'll be for practice. It's for science. It's for science. It's fine. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm done. Yeah. I need to I need to get this edited. I want to get the house put back together. We love you. Have a wonderful week. Until next time. Goodbye, Polyam fam. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits. It, it's, it's, it's a, uh, fucking tits. <laughs>